One afternoon, the unit secretary came into my office. He wants to see you on the 14th floor of the secretariat building. Who does? He wants to see you. The unit secretary looked extremely excited. Her thick glasses bobbed on the tip of her nose, and she frantically shoved them back up, at which point they immediately slid down again. I could understand why she was so worked up. It was rare for those in the secretariat building to take an interest in our activities, much less in one of us personally. When I returned home from Kazilkum for good, the chairman had sent a bouquet of flowers to the office, with my name spelled wrong on the card, so I assumed they didn't care. Apparently, I was mistaken. This made me feel both flattered and anxious. When? This afternoon. She looked at my wrinkled shirt for one second too long and appeared to be weighing something. You have time to go home and change, she said, then turned on her heel and walked off so quickly that I didn't even have time to pretend I wasn't offended. Three hours later, I was plodding through biting wind and freezing rain across the courtyard to the secretariat building. Great sheets of half-frozen sleet were blowing straight sideways and whipping at my face only to suddenly change directions and attack from the other side. It was one of those March days where everything is gray and wet and cold, and the light is never more than a hope. There had been many such days that winter. It was mentioned each day on the news that we had never had so few hours of sunlight as during the past year. Maybe it was emissions, maybe it was climate change, maybe it was both. Or something even worse. But of course they didn't say that on the news. That was the sort of thing people talked about only when they were sure that no one else was listening. The building towered up ahead of me as I ascended the stairs, as if I were walking into the maw of a giant whale, and the wind nearly hurled me through the doors. Inside the foyer, I signed in at the reception desk, received a visitor badge, was passed through various security doors, handed over my coat and purse to the guard, and was shown to an elevator. The walls and ceiling of the elevator were covered in smoke-colored mirrors, which made me feel painfully self-conscious in my brand-new jacket and bland old lady booties from the off-the-rack clothing chain closest to my office. The jacket fit well, but it was made of an itchy, tight material that made me start sweating even before I got off the elevator. My feet were damp and cold, and my tights were sagging. I had put on makeup in the hopes of appearing less haggard than I felt but I suspected that it had achieved the opposite effect. The rain had made my eye makeup run and washed nearly all the cheap powder from my cheeks. What was left was flaking over the eczema on the bridge of my nose and at my hairline. I felt out of place, like I was wearing a costume. The first thing that struck me when I walked out of the elevator on the 14th floor was that the sound was different, more muffled, the floors were covered in thick wall-to-wall -wall carpeting, which made it nearly impossible to walk in heels without stumbling. This was a floor for men. Dark wood, chrome-plated steel, large green plants, scaled back, expensive. The walls, the floor, and the ceiling were imbued with power. An air conditioning unit hummed nearby. It sounded like a distant helicopter. I didn't quite know what to do with myself. There was nowhere to sit no art to pretend to study. A door opened and an elegant older woman came out. She said my name and asked me to follow her.
I trailed her through the corridor and noticed that despite her high heels, she moved across the soft floor with confident quick steps. She opened a door at the end of the corridor and let me into a conference room with a dizzying view. Coffee, tea, water. Coffee, please. Black. She nodded and made a little gesture with her hand, as if to give me permission to take a seat. And then she left me on my own. There was a sucking sound as she closed the door behind her, as though a vacuum had just formed in the room. I found myself standing in the center of the room. Each detail, from the door handle to the baseboards, looked well-planned. It felt like I was doing violence to the coordinated interior just by virtue of being in the room. Just as I was about to pull out a chair to sit down, the door opened again and the elegant secretary showed the chairman in. He was a tall man with thick hair and a